Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to WISE. Today, we're going to be talking all about the scale and numbers. There's a lot of mindset stuff in here. I'm going to tell a couple stories about my history with the scale. I have a little bit of a controversial view on scales, given the fact that I am an eating disorder survivor. I think in the eating disorder world, it's very touchy. And I don't want to discount any sort of any, you know, nobody's experience or anyone's experience over their difficulty with the scale. I get it. I've been through all of it. But I'm going to offer a little bit of a different perspective today. And I hope that you will take it to heart and think about it. Remember that anything that I say is just my own ideas. And I hope that they help you. They're always meant to help you grow and help you become a better person, especially with our bodies, because they're such an amazing vehicle for us to learn so many different things about our own character, our own growth, and all the amazing things that help us grow. Before we get into that, quick reminder, I promise it's going to be quick, Intuitive Macros starts, the next round of Intuitive Macros, my signature six-week nutrition program starts this coming Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Customized macro program by me, six weeks of face-to-face coaching calls, premium coaching and education, literally your one-stop shop for all nutrition, weight loss, muscle building, anything that you need, whatever your nutrition goal is, it will be the last program that you'll ever do. Gives you all the information that you need to go on for the rest of your life and your changing circumstances. So while you might not lose all the weight that you want to or reach all of your goals in six weeks, uh, it takes usually three months, three, four months, um, you will have all of the information that you need to sort of guide yourself through that process in my coaching during the six weeks. So if you want to get in on this next round, the next round won't happen until May. Head to the show notes. There is a link there. There is also a link in my Instagram bio, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. So let's talk a little bit about the scale. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I work with women one-on-one and oftentimes the great, one of the biggest frustrations that people have are the frustrations with the scale, especially with fat loss, right? The scale can't really tell us what is happening from a muscle building and fat loss perspective. I've said before that like we can look completely different by not losing any weight and by even gaining weight. So I weigh about 10 pounds more than I did like 10 years ago, five years ago, um, because I've put on muscle. And since I started lifting, I have a completely different metabolism and body. And I look the same. 
I should share a picture on Instagram of my body and how I literally look exactly the same, 10 pounds heavier. And again, the scale and the numbers don't really tell us like what's happening. It just tells us how much we weigh. And while it is a, it can be a good data marker, it's often really slow. And especially if we have metabolic issues that we've been under stress for a really long time, the scale is going to take longer to move. And that's okay. I think that we need to be uh, ready for that. And we also need to most importantly find value outside of the number and not use the number as an indication of whether we should keep going, whether we should be committed to the process. We have to find other ways of gauging our progress and our success. Oftentimes they're invisible. So in regards to the scale, things like our mood, brain fog, our energy levels, our libido, like do we have a sex drive, Uh, skin, hair, nails, our vibe, like Eating more food just makes you a happier person and being having a healthy metabolism also makes you a happier person. Also level of food obsession. If you are, let's say you've gained a little bit of weight and because you're eating enough now and you don't have, you're not food obsessed anymore. Oftentimes food obsession comes from restriction and being physiologically starved. So if your food obsession goes away and you gain five pounds, like that's a giant win. Wouldn't you rather have those five pounds and like live your life and not be obsessed with food? I would rather that for sure. But the work that comes along with all of this, when I say the work, I really mean the work of finding value in our inherent beings and in the invisible things about us in finding fulfillment and value from our internal sense that is what's most important. And once you do, and this is lifelong, it doesn't mean that we're never going to get triggered, right? It doesn't mean that we are like, okay, I'm good now. It just means that, okay, I can look at this information, I can use it as data, and I can sort of reframe this and talk myself into knowing that it is okay. And it doesn't mean anything about me. And again, oftentimes, let's say we weigh ourselves and doesn't say what we want, we're like, F it. And then we just like, it's not even worth, you know, showing up anymore. I might as well not do this. It's not working. That's like the um, the narrative that we tell ourselves, right? It's not working. I shouldn't do this. And we need to stay committed and trust the process no matter what. We can't use the scale, like I said before, as an indication of whether we're going to show up. We are committed we are, we have discipline. We need to trust the process and we need to build resilience. And again, oftentimes this happens just by going through this process and getting frustrated and like that it's not moving fast enough or you're having fluctuations. These are absolutely normal. That's why when my clients come to me, perhaps stressed out because they've gained a little bit of weight, I know it's part of the process. If I look at a fat loss chart, It has a downward trend, but within that, it's like up, down, up, down, up, down. You know, so again, I know this because I've been through it and I used to be really affected by it, but I think that we need to think about like 
what type of value am I thinking is going to happen when I get to a certain number? We think that that's going to be the thing that like makes us feel complete and whole. And oftentimes, like I've been there so many times where I've like gotten the number and I'm like, okay, but what else? Like this didn't fix my problems. (laughs) This didn't fix the way that I feel about myself. I still don't feel worthy. I still don't feel valuable. The number isn't going to do it. And I know that in a different sense, it's like, okay, I want like the tangible result. I think we need to buckle up in a sense and like buckle up to the process and buckle up to commitment no matter what. And you can have both things. You can have frustration that the scale isn't moving because you are, again, maybe repairing your metabolism and you need to do a reverse diet and you might not lose weight during that time. You might even gain a pound or two. That's okay. And also to fluctuations and things that happen. And I think that like by building resilience through this process and knowing that we are worthy no matter what and becoming unattached from the scale, we get what we thought the number would give us. We become indestructible. We become, we give ourselves unconditional regard and love, no matter what it says. I'm going to love myself and show up no matter what. And this is kind of on the heels of like, again, me being an eating disorder survivor. And in that world, there is this big thing around like no numbers at all. And I am going to talk about numbers in this episode. Like I'm going to use examples of my own weight and and what I've gone through. I think that, and again, this might be a little controversial, but I think that by shielding ourselves from these things, it doesn't actually do anything for us in the long run. Now, if you need a period, let's say you are doing, let's say you're repairing your metabolism because you were under a lot of stress before, because you were in a deficit for so long, and you are perhaps gaining a little bit of weight or the scale's moving slow. If you have to take a break from the scale for a period of time in order for you to be consistent, that is okay. Let it take as long as it need to needs to put it away or you're you're repairing your emotional relationship with food and not tracking anything. Put it away during that time period. But then also think about these things. You can be ready to come back. I'm going to talk about why this is important in a second. But I think that it's important for us to honor what it is that we need. If we're in that phase of, okay, I'm going to reverse diet. I might gain weight. Put it away healing my emotional relationship with food, let me put it away for now. But at some point, I think it's important to come back. And the reason is because in this eating disorder world, there's a lot of like trigger warnings and content warnings. And there has been actually studies, not that I think studies are like the end all be all, that trigger warnings and content warnings aren't effective. And it also... Like by avoiding it to that extent, by saying like, can't ever look at any number forever again. If you have to do it for a small period of time or a time period, that's fine. But being obsessed with the scale, weighing yourself multiple times a day and like, you know, having a bad day because of the number that you saw and just like being obsessed with the number, being obsessed with other people's numbers is the exact same thing as obsessively avoiding the scale. Both things give the scale too much power. 
my goal is for you to have a neutral relationship with the scale because being sad or pissed or um, disappointed, frustrated because the scale has not gone down is the same thing as being happy for the scale going down, like, and seeing the number that you like. And both things are fleeting. Like, both things can change at any moment. So how can we be at the beck and call of our weight, right? Obsessively avoiding the scale is the same thing as giving it too much, is the same thing as being obsessed with it because it gives it too much value, gives it too much power. Having a neutral relationship, I think, is what is the goal, because then we can see a, a number that we like and we're like, okay, cool. Like whatever I'm doing is working for my body right now. And again, we also need to like let go of the number that we had. Cause like for me, my number was like 119 and or like 122. And my body is not meant for those numbers. And when I talk about like goal weights, even with my clients, we never do goal weights. We do goal ranges And even then, it might not be the number that you want or the number that you had in mind. And we have to do work to make peace with that. So if I eat in the way that I need to and feel fulfilled and all these things, my range is around 129 to like 136 around there. And like that, not that I fluctuate in either way, but like that's the range that I feel happiest at. And I, that is different than like my number of like 119. Like I wanted to be in the teens. Like that was like my obsession. Unless I was in the teens, it wasn't worth it. Nothing mattered. So I now I've made a P. And remember, this is relative. So take it, you know, take the feelings that I'm talking about and like you can relate to those. So everybody has their own set of numbers that they feel comfortable at and that are appropriate for their bodies. We are all different. So I think we sometimes have to make peace with the fact that like, I might not ever be that number and that is okay. Maybe what's meant for me is a different range and that's totally fine. And I think that the work involved there is really important. So all these content warnings and these trigger warnings of like shielding ourselves from these numbers and like going out of our way to avoid them disempowers us. It's completely disempowering. I'm talking like in the long run because then you have to like do things to avoid it. And again, having a neutral relationship where we can just say like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. This is just telling me a data marker for where I'm at. It is okay. So I think the goal should be to get to that neutral place because I, again, as an eating disorder survivor, I know that like for me in particular, I know that we can get to a place where where we are not affected by them. And I had a really bad eating disorder (laughs) and really bad multiple eating disorders. And I treated myself so badly and like I'm unrecognizable to myself and I am not um, trying to put my story into anybody else's story, but I am saying that if like I was in that place where I had multiple eating disorders and was so triggered by everything to now feeling incredibly neutral about the scale and like 
really my commitment is just doing the behaviors that make me feel good. And then I just like my weight just reflects that. So I don't really try to stay at my weight. It's pretty effortless for me at this point because I've put on a lot of muscle mass. I'm flexible. My meta- I can eat a lot of calories. Like it's taken a long time physically to get to, to get my body to the place where it needs to be. And also mentally, even more important. But like if I can get to this place, and again, it takes a really long time. It took me years and years and years. And I hope that the information that I share on my podcast, on Instagram, if you do my programs, if you're a client, you begin to see that um, it's possible. Like it's possible through these things and it's going to take less time. But I think it's unrealistic to think that these things and our mindsets around these things are going to change in one month or two months, even six months. I'm telling you, for me, it probably took five solid years of healing and like maybe a little bit less than that. I don't know. But I was a dieter for 20, over 20 years, like from the age of six or eight to maybe 26 or so. And um, it took years and years for me to be become recovered. And I, my goal is, and obviously like, it's tough for me to say like, if I can do it, you can too. Like we have different set of life circumstances, different, whatever. We are not, nobody is the same, but I hope that this just inspires you to think that no matter where you are, no matter how affected you've been by the scale, that you can get to a place where you can become curious about it and you become neutral towards the number. You see it, you don't, it's fine. It doesn't take your attention away. It doesn't take your bandwidth away. And it's really to give you hope and to also be realistic about how long this works. This work takes. I think that people that we need about a solid year of going through this and practicing and implementing and integrating to get to a place where we can become neutral with the scale. And I'm not just talking about the scale, like that can take less time, obviously it can take more or less time, but this is all of it. This is like, you know, our having our mindsets be equipped with food and, and feeling free around food and all these things. These things take a really long time and that's okay. The work is worth it. And it's also like dealing with the emotional issues that we might have um, by changing the way that we show up, changing our self-respect and self-worth and um, self-integrity. And this is deeply personal, right? And my goal with everybody that everybody that I work with and everybody that, you know, what I do with my Instagram and the way that I share on social media and email is to make you bulletproof. I want to build bulletproof women who see their sense of self beyond their bodies. Because if you get there, that is the goal. Like if you get there, then you will do the things that you need to do. You will, your body will, you know, it'll flush out and it'll get to the place that it's meant to be at because you're doing all the behaviors of eating well and eating protein and all the things that we talked about in the last episode. That is the goal right? To be happy, to be fulfilled within yourself. And that takes a really long time. So if you've been doing this, even if like you've taken my courses or been a client or something for three months, we have, I mean, we have these conversations week to week, give yourself time and know that like 
Rilke has that quote that's like, do not try to obsess about the questions of like, when am I going to heal? When am I going to heal? When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Try to love the questions themselves so you can live your way into the answer. When I healed from all of these things, I had stopped thinking about healing. I was just like living. And then I woke up one day and I was like, oh my God, I don't, this isn't a thing anymore. So we have to be so happy with the process that we're just like cool going through whatever. So I think that as a data marker, the scale can be incredibly um, beneficial sometimes, especially if you're in a fat loss phase. It just tells us like, is this working? Is this not working? And is this leading me in the direction that I need to? Is it not? Okay, let me just check in. I maybe weigh myself once a week or so, maybe let's say two to one to four times a month. Whenever I remember and whenever I um, feel like it is when I do it. But I can usually tell with my clothes. And I also think that we have to have other, like I said, data markers, mood, libido, energy, all these things so that when the scale doesn't show us what we want, that we have other things to fall back to and to really separate ourselves from like the fact that... um, that our weight changes and we have no control over it. So how can we be at the whim of the scale? It's more beneficial for us in the long term to have an unshakable confidence that is unwavering no matter what the scale says. Again, this is the goal. And I have, you know, like I've said, spent over 20 years obsessed with the scale and obsessed with the numbers it was very tiring and I have done this work so deeply and for so long because I know how powerful it is and I want the same for you. So I want to tell you before we wrap this up, three stories that sort of when I think back to like my own relationship with food and the scale, really three things that stood out to me that... um sort of changed the way that I thought about this in good and bad. The first thing is when I was like eight years old, I have always been an early like developer. I got my period when I was like 10. I had boobs when I was really young. I was like the first person that had to get a bra. And I I didn't like that, that I was like, the fastest one of like the most developed one. I was always like taller and bigger than um, the other girls in my class. Like I've never been like a petite, cute girl. Like that's just never been my reality. And side note, I think letting that go and accepting how I am has been the most amazing thing for me because there's no other option, right? Like we can't change it. So I remember when I was like eight years old, I went to this summer camp at the University of Miami, Mini Canes, and I was with a couple of my friends and we got weighed and I weighed 120. I think I was eight. <laughs> I might've been 12. I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure. Is eight too young to weigh that much? I can't remember. But anyway, I was like, probably in like fourth grade or something. I'm so off in my ages right now. Don't even pay attention to me saying eight years old. But I remember I weighed 120 and my friend was like, she weighed 85. And she was like, 
oh my God, Ashley weighs 120. She weighs over a hundred pounds. And that really like stuck in my mind for a really long time. And it was always from that moment on, I was like so ashamed of my weight and the fact that I always like weighed more than other people. And even at my height, I am really short. I'm 5'3". And again, high 130s, you know, I'm in the 130 range. And I used to think like, oh my gosh, like, and I used to weigh at my highest around 200 um, and or a little over 200. And for my frame, it is not the healthiest for me. And I don't feel the best in that, um, in that body because I've been there and I've experienced it. But from then on, I, it was always like touchy. I was really embarrassed. I felt so ashamed. All of the the emotions that we feel when it comes to these things. And it was always a thing. Then I remember my senior year of high school, I went to a nutritionist that my mom had signed me up for. And she weighed me and I was 160. And again, I was like 17 and I didn't feel good either at that weight. And I remember it was like 159 and she's like, okay, we're going to have a once a week appointment. I'm going to weigh you on the scale every week. And this is how we're going to measure our progress. So I would have to go and stand on the scale once a week, every week with her. And then that would be like, okay, did I do well this week or not? And by the way, if you ever work with me, yes, we use the scale as a data marker, but it is not like that at all. It is like the most welcoming and open environment and weight is never, ever, even if you don't want to weigh yourself, it's never required. So I don't want to <laughs> you to think that like, that is how we do things. We don't even do pictures. We go by other measures of biofeedback. If you want to do pictures, that's great, but I absolutely don't require them if you don't want them and we don't require the scale. I actually have several clients that have taken a break from the scale and it's totally fine. But um, I remember this for this appointment, I would go to, like I wouldn't eat all day at school because this was my senior year of high school. I wouldn't eat all day. And then, and I wouldn't drink any water. I would go, I would get weighed. And then by this time I had a car, <laughs> I had a Jetta and I would go to the Taco Bell drive-through right after the appointment. It was like my, um, it was like my routine and I would go to the Taco Bell drive-through and I would get a cheesy gordita crunch. I would get a quesadilla and I would just get a ton of things and I would binge like crazy at Taco Bell because I weighed myself. I mean, I got weighed. So I'm like, okay, F it. Like now I can just eat whatever. And that really like set up some sort of like psychological something around these things because I was still in that place where like, oh no, if I don't reach the weight, I'm going to be, I'm bad. And like, it didn't work. And my mom's paying all this money for these things. So that like was another thing that sort of like solidified my experience with the scale. The next one I have one more after, so we have four, four little stories total. The last one is when I like really committed to start telling myself the truth about the scale is when I went to college, I gained a lot of weight. Uh, I gained like 40 pounds in the first summer. And because I was restricted my whole life, 
I went off to college. I could eat and get whatever I wanted. And then um, once I got there, I gained weight very quickly. And I remember I had kind of this guy that I was like kind of seeing in Miami before I left. I went to school in Gainesville and I saw him after that summer and I didn't weigh myself that summer. I just like knew that I weighed myself eventually, but at that point I was just like in denial to myself, which is another um, lesson about the scale that if we avoid it, it's kind of not telling ourselves the truth, not being honest, living in denial. And that doesn't feel in integrity to me because it's hiding things from ourselves and we need to be truthful with ourselves in order to grow, in order to have a healthy relationship with ourselves. And then the work there, a little side note, is to love yourself and to find your, find worth in yourself no matter what. So I saw him and he told me, like I saw him and then afterwards he was like, Ashley, we can't do this anymore. Like I'm not attracted to you. Um, you've gained too much weight. And then after that, I weighed myself and I saw that I had gained like 40 pounds and I was like, oh my God, it was just a total, it was like, you're vulnerable in that moment. And it was a really difficult moment for me, but it really, again, solidified that like, you know, thing around my body and my, the weight and my scale and all these things. And the last moment where I stopped avoiding the scale was when I first, I can't remember exactly when this was, I think this was like shortly, I can't remember when this was, but I, it was one of the periods that I had, it was after college. It was one of the periods that I had come home and was living in Miami again, and I had gained weight. And I was like, throughout this time, I was at like my old weight around like, again, where I feel good, like 133-ish around there. And I knew that I had been gaining weight, but I didn't want to tell myself the truth. And my, when I got to the, I went to the gynecologist's office and they were like, okay, we're going to weigh you. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to be weighed. And they're like, it's been a year. Like we really need to get your weight. And I was like, it's okay. I'm 135. And she goes, just step on the scale and you don't have to look. So I turned around and she had moved. I told her 135. So like she set the scale up for that. And then she, I remember her moving the dial to like the 150. It was like one of those like doctor old school, like sliding scales. I remember her moving it to like 150. And I was like, I don't know, 155. And she was like, hmm, okay. Like you just told me 135. Now you weigh 155. And she goes, I'm just going to write down 135. And it was just such an awkward moment because like we looked at each other and it was just this really awkward moment. And in that moment, I was like, F this, like, I need to tell myself the truth about these things. I never want to have an awkward moment like that again. Like, yes, I could ask her to not um, weigh me, but it's still giving the scale too much power, right? 
And in that moment, I knew that I had been in denial. I knew that I wasn't telling myself the truth. I knew I had been keeping myself in the dark about my own actions. And that feels more disempowering than a number because I had lied to myself. And I think by avoiding the scale so vehemently, we lie to ourselves too. I don't think there's anything wrong if we have done the work. I don't think there's anything wrong with stepping on the scale Sometimes having a neutral relationship to it and even tracking food and having those numbers and like calories, it's information. This is a really touchy subject and I wanted to offer you my perspective so you can free yourself a little bit if you feel like you are either on one of those two extremes where you're obsessed with it or you avoid it too much. I think that we can find the most peace by being neutral. I think that that is where the most healing is. And I want to remind you that it takes a lot of work to get there and it's ongoing work. Yes, it'll get easier in time. It doesn't take as much effort, but it is ongoing work and that is okay because the result, the things that we are looking for, the numbers are just a stand in. Like we're, it's never going to be enough. The, the goal moves. We get to you know, whatever, 150, then we have to get to 145. Then we have to get to one, like it never ends. What ends this, this thing that we go through is by finding peace where we are right now and finding acceptance and telling ourselves the truth through these things. So I would love to hear what you think about this. If you have, if you agree, if you disagree, obviously I'm open to both. I think that it was a larger discussion that I wanted to bring here to the podcast because I just did a reel on Instagram about this today, but I love you all. I appreciate you listening so much. Know that anything that you've gone through with your weight, with your body, it's all valid. And I think that for so many of us, it can be, it can feel like a giant burden that we have to deal with this. And so many people don't like so many people's lives with their weight is very easy But I know that if we go right into the struggle, as I talked about before, and like work through it day by day, that is the fulfillment that we're looking for. That is what's going to give us the truest happiness. And that's what's going to help us really have, the more we go into it, like that Robert Frost quote, is it Robert Frost? Um, The only way out is through. And I think that if we open ourselves up to going through this struggle and being open to what it has to teach us, it can give us such beautiful depth and beauty and it can make you such a better person. I know for me that I wouldn't be who I am and have the depth that I have and the richness that I feel and the level of emotions that I feel and the empathy that I have if it wasn't for my food struggle. And then you can start thinking like, why did I get, you know, do food struggles arise out of environment or genetics? It's both. I know for me, for sure, it was environmental with the way that I grew up. And it was also probably genetic a little bit. Like there is addiction in my family and food is like a processed addiction. It can be. But I know that like there is so much hesitation and so much resistance towards dealing with this because it's so dang hard. It is so hard, but it causes more pain to avoid it. And by doing the work to learn that we are worthy no matter what, 
by retelling ourselves stories, by changing our self-image. It can be so beautiful and it can help you in so many ways to grow and be better and to do what you're meant to do on this earth. I am so grateful for the fact that I went through all that I went through because now I'm here today teaching you and helping you get out of this too, because I know how insidious it is. So I love you all. I'm sending you all a lot of love. Please let me know your thoughts on this podcast and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Wise. If you want to get in touch with me or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.